everyone. Thank you so much for being here today. Well, my favorite thing to do is to spend time with Jesus. But if I'm being completely honest, sometimes I have a hard time explaining to him how I'm feeling. And sometimes I have a hard time hearing from him. Now, I have found personally that having a good cup of coffee and a notebook has helped me. So I would like to welcome you to the Coffee and Jesus podcast. Now, in this community, we will spend time together by reading the Bible, asking questions, challenging ourselves, and celebrating our victories. I'm your host, Jamie Crozier. I am a full-time pastor, a wife, a mother, and friend. My life is crazy busy. I have learned that my coffee time with Jesus helps me to relax, focus, and most importantly, to love others. So grab a cup of coffee and even a notebook if you would like, and let's spend some time together. This is the Coffee and Jesus podcast. Well, today I want to ask you a question that I had to ask myself. Are family dinners important? I think we would all say, yes, they're important. But at what level? At what priority level? What comes before family dinners and what doesn't? And how do you prioritize that? I want to tell you a story about something that happened in our family pretty recently. Um, a few months ago, we were, were just busy. I mean, we're busy anyway. I think we can all relate to this. My kids are in sports. My daughter has swim practice Monday through Friday. My son has swim practice every day but Tuesday. On Tuesdays, he plays basketball. On the weekends, um, about once a month, we have a swim meet that we all go to. As a pastor, I have a lot of responsibilities that happen um, over the weekends and happen after regular work hours, uh, especially if I'm working with our volunteers about something. You know, our volunteers work during the day, so the best time for me to meet with them is after work. If someone in our church is going through a hard time and um, we schedule a time to meet together and pray and talk over those things, that typically happens after work because they work during the day. So sometimes those things carry over into the evenings. Um, my husband and I, we we just love being able to serve our community. That's a high priority for us. So we are both on some different committees and boards, and they meet in the evenings. Uh, typically, it's once a month in the evenings. But when we're each on a few, you know, that ends up to be at least one night a week, we are at a board meeting somewhere in the evenings. You know, for church, even if I'm not meeting with someone per se, uh, if there's something happening at church that happens in the evenings, like maybe we're having a worship night or we're getting together for a small group, we try to make it a priority to be there. I, I try to be there uh, or my husband tries to be there and, and we want to be there as a family too if we can. So that also takes up our evenings. And the kids, not not just their sports, but sometimes they have school things or things with friends, you know, other things that pop up that happen in the evenings. And yes, I have friends too. <laughs> I know I'm so busy. Sometimes I think I don't have time for my friends. Uh, but I do. I have a group of girls myself that I just love to hang out with and have coffee with. And I try to schedule some times with them too, because, you know, we need friends like this in our lives and we need to be able to spend time with them. Well, about a month ago, we were just entered the season where without realizing it, we were 
extra, extra busy. So on top of our normal things that we have happen, um, Kevin and I had some speaking engagements that we got invited to. I got to uh, teach and speak at a few things and, and Kevin did as well. And we were even able to go to a few things together. On top of that, we had a few friends that passed away. And so we were able to go to their funerals and help at the funerals and help the family with some meals that they were having at our church. And but before we realized it, you know, all of these things were were very important. I looked at my calendar one night and realized I think I counted I can't remember if it was 21 nights or 28 nights, um, a lot of nights, (laughs) 20 some in a row that we were not at home as a family. We were doing something in the evenings, like all the way through the evening, so much so that we did not have a meal together as a family for all of those nights. And, you know, some of them were my things, some of them were Kevin things, some of them were family things, some of them were things for the kids. But it was a really long time, several weeks. And I saw that we actually had a day that was going to be open where we had nothing planned that evening. And I had in my mind how I wanted that evening to go. And Kevin had in his mind different ideas. <laughs> we didn't have an opportunity to talk about it because we were so busy. And so he had an idea. I had an idea. And let me tell you what ended up happening. <laughs> Disaster. <laughs> Disaster is what ended up happening on an evening when we could have actually relaxed and spent some time together as a family. I was in tears. I felt unloved and unvalued. Kevin was really upset and he felt disrespected and, and backed into a lose-lose corner. We were upset with each other. And then we realized, like, really, it's it's not either of our faults. It's not that we are intentionally trying to do something to devalue the other person or to not spend time with them. It's not that we on purpose come up with a plan and don't uh, talk about it to the other person. It's that we have a lifestyle that is busy. And it is no one else's responsibility except for our own to put up some healthy boundaries. So that is what we talked about that night after the tears (laughs) and some prayer. We talked about what boundaries we can put up so that we don't find ourselves in that place again. Now, I will say that over the course of the last uh, decade, Kevin and I have been married for 20, it'll be 20 years uh, coming up here shortly. So we're super excited about that. The first 10 years were disaster. (laughs) That's for a different story. But the second 10 years, we've been putting our marriage first and having priorities and you know, we could talk more about that later. But even though we were doing that, I think we just got into this rhythm and thought, oh, we're good. Oh, we're good. Well, we can we cannot have our date night this this month because we're busy. Or we, we don't have to do this together because, you know, we're busy and we were making excuses. And it's one thing to cancel something one time, but it's another thing to make that actually the rhythm and, and that actually what happens more often, the cancellation, than the thing that you're actually trying to do. It builds a habit in the wrong direction. And that is what we fell into over the course of those couple of weeks. So 
That night, we discussed that we were actually going to put family dinners as a priority. And when we discussed other things, too, we discussed our marriage and marriage priorities and date night priorities and, and how we're going to spend time with the kids and the things that they can do and can't do. Uh, but what I want to talk about today is we discussed, in particular, our family dinners. And, and here's why I think this is so important when it comes to different boundaries that you put up. Family dinners aren't just a time when we come together and eat a meal. Actually, family dinners to me kind of stress me out because I feel like I can make time for a family dinner, but I can't always make time to cook and make the dinner <laughs> and then clean up afterwards. So, it, you know, as a mom and a wife, that that get, that kind of stresses me out. I don't know if anyone else can relate, but we decided that this was actually a priority. I don't care how we have to do it. We're going to do it. And it did mean that for me, I was like, I'm going to need some help making dinners. I'm going to need some help with cleanup. But you know what? My family can help with that. But we are going to make family dinners a priority. Now, we don't just sit down and eat. And here's what I want to equip you with. Whenever you have a family dinner, I want to equip you with some conversation starters. And here's the thing. We have been doing this for years and years and years. The same questions over and over again. And you would think that they get stale, but I'm telling you, they don't. And it's so easy to remember because it's the same couple of questions. And you ask this question every night at dinner. And the only rule is that you have to have something fresh to say. You cannot use something that you used the day before. So here's our questions. We say, uh, number one, I say, tell me something hard about your day. Or in other words, tell me something difficult that you went through. Tell me a moment when you were sad or you were upset. And we all actually tell each other moments because we all have hard times in our day. And so we all tell each other. Now, some days we have harder things than others. I mean, sometimes the hardest thing about my day is I stump my toe, you know, <laughs> not that big of a deal. But sometimes the hardest part of my day, like it was, you know, that that month I had a really hard day when I found out my friend passed away. You know, we have really hard days. So we spend some time and we go around in a circle and we all share something that was hard about our day. The next question is always share the best part of your day or talk about the best part of your day. And we really try to make sure that these aren't just, oh, well, lunch was the best part of my day because I like eating. <laughs> That's usually my answer. Um, but really like describe why was it the best part of your day or what did you do today that really made you proud? Like you stood up for another person who was being bullied or you held a boundary that you knew you needed to keep or you gave that idea in the meeting even though you were nervous about giving that idea. So share something great, something awesome, something really good that happened in your day. Hey everyone, I just wanted to jump in here real quick and tell you about something new. We just launched the Fair Crates by Jamie subscription crate business, and I'm super excited to tell you about it. You can find all the information on our website, faircratesbyjamie.com. I would like to invite you to join the Fair Trade global movement. Fair Trade certified products support men, women, and families as they grow, produce, and create beautiful items. So not only will you receive a special surprise box every month, but you will be empowering men and women around the world with hope and freedom. 
This is for Christian women who empower others out of poverty. We hope to end child labor and free women from human trafficking. Now, each month, we will create a crate with you and the artisans in mind. Now, each month will be a surprise, but look for mostly consumable items like coffee, teas, chocolates, snacks, candles, and stationery. Your crate may also include some home decor and fashion accessories. Each fair trade item is made by hand by men and women working towards a brighter future. So we look forward to sharing their stories of empowerment, hope, and freedom with you. Claim your crate today at faircratesbyjamie.com. Now, usually these two questions last all of dinner. But if you have some extra time, something that we always do, especially on special occasions. So if we're together and it's somebody's birthday or it's a holiday, a special one that we do is we share appreciations with each other. So we each take turns and we share something that we like about each other. So for example, there's four of us at the table. And so we'll say, okay, we're going to start with dad. And we're each going to go around the table and we're going to share something that we like about dad, something fresh. Though it can't just be, dad, I like that you're my dad. I like that you work and you uh, pay for this house and my clothes. But something unique that he did recently or something that he really uh, shows all the time that inspires you. And so we just go around the table and we do that for each one of us. And it just makes our dinner time so meaningful. And here's the best thing about this, guys, if you have kids. Here's the best thing, parents. This kind of forces, gently forces <laughs> them to share something small. Like it just kind of opens the door for them to open up. Hey, I have a teenager. Okay. Getting her to talk is like pulling teeth from a llama. I don't know. Like it's not easy. But the thing is, like, when we sit down at the table, they know these questions are coming up. It's not a surprise to them. They're not caught off guard. They're not like, oh, mom, I can't believe you're asking because we ask the same questions over and over again. And so they know this is what is going to be asked of them when they sit down at the table. And sometimes they even already have it in their minds. They'll sit down and they'll say, well, I'm ready to share about a good part of my day. And I love that. And, you know, so at dinner time, they don't always go into great detail about everything. I mean, we're not sitting there talking for a half hour on each question. They're kind of just giving an overview. They are going into some detail and we're talking over the course of our meal. But what happens all the time is they'll come later and they'll say, hey, mom, you know how I told you at dinner time, you know how I said that the hard part of my day was, you know, that guy that wasn't very nice or that, you know, that boy that was bullying me. And I'll say, yeah. And they'll say, can we talk more about that? Because what I have found is sometimes the hardest thing for everybody, not just children, I find this for myself, sometimes the hardest thing when it comes to opening up and asking for advice or really sharing how you feel about something is actually just getting the conversation started. It's just getting your foot in the door is the hardest thing. Like, how do I bring this up? How do I start this conversation? I know when I have something I really want to discuss with my husband, I just have a hard time saying, you know, hey, um, can we stop and talk about something because I think he's going to think it's really bad or I'm going to get emotional or, you know, he's busy and I don't want to stop him. So just getting the conversation started is like the hardest 
part of having a conversation. Once the conversation is going or once you've already started sharing, the rest is so much easier. And so I have found that for my kids, that since they've already kind of started the conversation at dinner, if there's something that they want to talk more about, it's so much easier because the way they start the conversation is, hey, mom, you know how at dinner I told you such and such? Can we talk about that a little bit more? And I will tell you guys, probably once a week, Each of my kids stops me and asks if they can talk more about something that they already discussed at dinner time, at least once a week. I am so thankful that we have built this relationship up with our family. And the thing is, like what we have worked on for years can be wiped out in a matter of months, because I realized that even just that one month that we went without having our dinners together we were growing apart. I was annoyed with the sound of my children chewing. (laughs) Uh, When I was in a hurry to get from one place to a next, I was annoyed when they stopped and asked me for a question or asked what I had ready for them for dinner that night or where they were going to next. I was just, I was just annoyed because I was in such a rush. And because I didn't know anything about what they were going through that day, I had very little compassion for them. When at dinner time, they tell me, I'm just going to use this as a hypothetical example. If we're at dinner time and one of my children talks to me about how they were bullied, then the next day when they stop and they ask me a question, I just automatically have a little bit more compassion for them because I know what their day has been like. But when I don't talk to them about their days for for several days, for weeks, for a month, and I don't know what they're going through every day, when they stop and ask me for a question, I don't have as much compassion for them because I don't really understand what their day to day is like. Can, Can you relate to that? Even it's like this with our friends, not just our children, with our friends, with our spouses. When we aren't having regular communication with the people that we love the most, then sometimes when they do want to talk about something or they do want to say something, we can easily take offense to it or we can be annoyed or we can we cannot really understand their heart when they say something. Maybe they're pointing something out to us that they want to uh, help us with or give us advice or to say, you know, I noticed you're kind of acting, you know, this way lately. I can easily take offense to that. Because we haven't built a relationship up over the past several uh, weeks or months or, or even days. But when we are in constant communication with the people that matter most to us, then anytime that they come to us and interrupt us to ask us a question, it actually is not an interruption. It's an honor. It's like, I am so glad that you stopped and wanted to talk to me about this today. And I'm going to drop what I'm doing to talk to you. Or I'm going to say, you know what, buddy, thank you so much for asking me this. I can't stop right now, but give me five minutes to finish what I'm doing. And then let's chat. Like though our response is so much better. We respond with so much love. So what I want to leave you with today is how can you make this a habit if this is not already a habit in your life? So I'm just going to give you an example and share with you what we did. And you can do this with your dinners. You can do this with really any habit that you want to create in your life. And you don't have to do it exactly this way. This is just an idea. So I like to keep a calendar. I keep a calendar on my phone. It's just the one place that I know that I can go to to look at my weeks ahead. Maybe you keep a calendar and you write on like a whiteboard in your your pantry. I do that for some things too. Or maybe you have a paper calendar, but however it is that you organize what you're doing for your weeks, this is what I want you to do. 
I want you, well, what I did anyway, is I put family dinner and I scheduled that for an hour on my calendar as a rotating event every other night because Kevin and I together decided that we want to try to make this a priority for three to four nights a week that we are at home having family dinner. So there's seven days in the week. So if I put it on my calendar for every other day, then one week it's going to be on three days and the next week it's going to be on four days and it averages out to three to four days a week. So that's what we decided to do. And then we made this game plan. It is okay to move the dates. So for example, if we have family night on Monday and Wednesday scheduled for next week, but on Monday night, uh, we have something happening at church, I can move that from Monday to Tuesday. I could even move it to the next week if I need to, but what I cannot do is I cannot delete it. I have to be able to move it to a different day. If I delete it, we cannot delete anything without having a conversation together. So my husband and I will have a conversation before we delete a family dinner on our calendar. If we find that we have deleted several family dinners or even just a handful, I guess not several, let's say three, then we've decided that we will sit down and we will look at what we have on our calendar and something is going to have to be deleted other than our family dinner. It's going to mean we're gonna have to say no or step away from being on one of the committees or we're gonna have to say no to something that we have said yes to, which is really hard to do. It's really hard to do, but here's what's going to help me. Because I already have these on my calendar, the next time someone comes and says, hey, would you be willing to do X, Y, or Z? I can actually say, you know what? Let me look and see if I have time for that. Or let me look and see if that fits in my calendar. I can pull my calendar up and I can look and I can actually say, you know what? Yeah, that works. I have Wednesday night free. I can do that. Or I can say, you know what? I'm looking at my calendar. I actually don't have any nights free that week. I am so sorry. It actually helps me commit or not commit to something. And when I already have it preset, then it will eliminate the things that I have to back out on because I won't say yes to things that I don't actually have time for. So I don't know where this message finds you today, but I do want to say, take some grace. Take some grace because even when we try our best, sometimes we mess up and sometimes we have to have a redo and it's never too late for a redo or a reset. And that's just what our family did uh, the last couple weeks was a reset. And so just to recap, what we believe is that family dinners are super important and we want to equip you with some questions that you can ask at the dinner table every single night. The questions are number one, Tell me about a hard part of your day. You could reword that by saying, tell me about a time when you were sad today or tell me about something that was difficult. The second question is, tell me about something good that happened today. Or you can reword that like, tell me about the best part of your day or tell me about something that you are proud of that happened today. And then if you have time or on a special occasion, you can do appreciations where you can go around the table and tell everybody what you appreciate specifically about them. The other thing that we discussed is about making this a priority, which means sitting down and deciding how many times a week this is going to be a priority for you. For our family, it's three to four times a week. And then I want to equip you to put that on your calendar. Set it on your calendar as a rotating event forever so that if anyone asks if you can do something, you can actually look at your calendar and decide if you can or you can't. Now, remember, if you need to move them, 
feel free to do that. There is flexibility in moving these. Don't feel locked in. But if you find yourself deleting these nights uh, too often, then sit down and have a look at your calendar and decide what else needs to be removed. Thank you so much for tuning in to this podcast episode. And thank you also for just your willingness to allow me to be vulnerable. This community has been amazing. When we publish an episode, it's just so great to hear from you guys about how you've gone through the same thing. It makes me feel like I'm not the only one. (laughs) And I feel like, you know, if I'm going through this, someone else is too. So I would love to hear your feedback. I would love to hear what you do for family dinners or what other ways you set up healthy boundaries for your spouse or for your family and how you make those a priority in your life. So we can continue this conversation. You can join us on our Facebook group. If you just search Coffee and Jesus, we have a Facebook group right there. I will link it in the podcast description so you can join and follow along in the conversation. I hope that you have a great rest of your day and your week. Thank you so much for tuning in. This has been the Coffee and Jesus podcast.